This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Calm and by Feels. The far right in this country just cannot catch a break. First, they lose their favorite president. Then they, they storm the Capitol and just serve the FBI a silver platter of self-incrimination. And then Disney made Lola Bunny way less hot for Space Jam 2. They canceled her boobs. I guess we'll probably cover that latest controversy uh, in tomorrow's video. But back to the self-incrimination of the, mm -hmm. the American far right. Uh, most of the people facing jail time for their involvement in the January 6th Capitol riot were turned in by friends, family, and acquaintances who saw their Facebook posts or recognized them in news footage and said, Hey, I know that asshole. Time to throw him in. Yeah. But Parler was, of course, the free speech social media platform of choice for a lot of the rioters. And before Parler lost its Amazon Web Services hosting and went offline, some noble hackers exploited some very basic problems in Parler's security to just download every single post on Parler and provide the data to researchers and presumably the FBI. And based on what's been released publicly, it's a real treasure trove of people saying, hey, this is me doing an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. And law enforcement is probably overjoyed that this motherload of data landed right in their laps. Yeah, of course, Parler wasn't the only haven of right-wingers who had willingly or unwillingly ditched Twitter and Facebook for a platform with more like-minded users. There's also Gab, mm -hmm. which has actually been around a bit longer, I think. And if we're being honest, Gab makes Parler seem pretty quaint by comparison. Uh, for example, Parler doesn't seem to have ever had a user post their intention to commit a mass shooting at a synagogue right before doing exactly that. Uh, but Gab did. Mm -hmm. And uh, where Parler was slash is basically just conservative Twitter with a little bit of QAnon and other conspiracy theories sprinkled around. Gab just goes way beyond that. It's like straight up unambiguous Nazi shit on Gab. There's a reason that politicians and other prominent conservatives all hyped up Parler in the face of Twitter's censorship last year and not Gab. Yeah. It's the same reason they were like, hey, everyone go to 8chan. Yeah. Like, eh. At least we can start kind of fresh with Parler and not make it seem like we're that bad, yeah. I guess. No, not a lot of talk about the, the JQ over on Parler. <laughs> Got to dig around for it. Still, though, even without mainstream support, Gab grew quite a bit following Trump's Twitter ban and Parler's impending shutdown, gaining around 450,000 users uh, on January 10th alone. And we know that for a fact thanks to the fact that Gab was recently hacked. Uh, the group distributed denial of secrets say they received over 70 gigabytes of Gab data from a hacker known as Jax Paro and uh, My Little Anonymous Revival Project. Cute name. Uh, and the data includes more than 40 million posts, along with a bunch of private information about Gab's users. From Wired, who broke the story... DDoS Secrets co-founder Emma Best says that the hacked data includes not only all of Gab's public posts and profiles, with the exception of any photos or videos uploaded to the site, but also private group and private individual account posts and messages, as well as user passwords and group passwords. Quote, it contains pretty much everything on Gab, including user data and private posts, everything someone needs to run a nearly complete analysis on Gab users and content, Best wrote in a text message interview with Wired. It's another goldmine of research for people looking at militias, neo-Nazis, the far right, Q on and everything surrounding January 6th. The data also apparently includes chat logs of private conversations between users, uh, along with passwords for accounts belonging to Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Lindell, and Alex Jones. The Trump account doesn't seem like it's him. The Trump account, from what I've read, seems like it's one of the top people from the site squatting an account for him just in case he wanted yeah, to join the website. Like it's if it was him, he'd be posting, but it's 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 press releases and stuff like that. Yeah, it it from all the research that I read, it's pointing to they squatted on it and kept it active 
just in case Trump wanted to jump over and have an account, he'd have one ready to go, yeah. and no one else could claim it. Marjorie Taylor Greene, though, I think she, I think it's her. And Mike Lindell. <laughs> uh, but don't get too excited about digging through all this dirty laundry. Uh, DDoS secrets say they're not going to be sharing any of this publicly due to the obvious privacy concerns. Uh, they will, however, be sharing it with journalists, social scientists, and researchers. And as for how the hack was accomplished, I'm an idiot, but the hacker says that they exploited an SQL injection vulnerability on the site. Don't ask me what that means, but apparently it's a pretty common bug, or as yeah. Ars Technica calls it, a rookie coding mistake, which was apparently the work of Gab's CTO, just like editing a few lines of code. Anyway, I'll, again, it's websites <laughs> being like, put that on the back burner. Let's yeah. let's figure out the rest of the stuff, like getting users and stuff, and then oh. We forgot to secure the website. And like the way Gab works, it's uh, Gab is run off of this platform called Mastodon. That's Great like band. A, well, it's like an open source version of Twitter. So like anyone can start their own Mastodon server. So mm -hmm. Gab is a Mastodon server. But because of that, you can actually like see a lot of the coding for the site. So you... <laughs> People were able to like literally pinpoint. It was like that's where you fucked up, yeah. and we can see who did it because it's like edits by blank. Yeah. Um, anyway, presumably uh, we'll be able to see something out of this once journalists and researchers have spent enough time pouring through it to find anything interesting. I would hope. I would think there's there's probably, probably a lot some, there. Yeah, probably you would imagine. But uh, ideological shit aside, let this be yet another reminder that nothing online is actually private, especially yeah. if you're uh, the person running a website uh, doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and speaking of how nothing online is actually private, this may have gotten a bit muddy with the whole Trump trying to and failing to take down TikTok thing. But regardless of whether TikTok actually is a spying tool for the Chinese Communist Party, there's still plenty of evidence that it is a privacy nightmare. For example, TikTok's parent company ByteDance recently agreed to play uh, to pay 92 million dollars to users as a settlement for a class action lawsuit over privacy violations. Uh, to be clear, ByteDance insists that this settlement is just to avoid a long, drawn-out lawsuit. Nobody likes doing those, and they're totally innocent of what they're accused of doing. But uh, the lawsuit's allegations are pretty wild. Um, for, in for example, it alleges that TikTok used facial recognition technology to collect users' biometric data, such as ethnicity, gender, and age, and also collect other highly sensitive personal data without users' permission, and then just sold that data to third parties. Um, it also alleges that TikTok violated various state-level privacy laws as well as the Federal Computer Fraud and Abuse Act and Video Privacy and Protection Act. This, of course, follows years of similar allegations and other lawsuits related to data privacy on TikTok. Over in Europe, TikTok is currently facing potential legal action from multiple consumer protection groups in the EU uh, with complaints about data privacy, copyright, child protection, and more. Now, it seems like despite defeating Donald Trump and maintaining its position as the social video app of choice for younger people, TikTok's troubles aren't going away anytime soon. I mean, hell, Joe Biden might eventually try to shut TikTok down himself as a way of seeming bipartisan. <laughs> yeah. We'll reach across the idol and do something that my predecessor What's something also quick and easy I can do to win the support of Republicans yeah. briefly before they turn on me once again? You can have your uh, $5 checks. I'm speaking Joe Biden 2025 voice. Uh, 2024 voice. Yeah. You can have your 50 cent checks, which we've, you know, obviously we've whittled it down. The coronavirus uh, relief checks, they'll be coming any day now. It's 2024 yeah. and they're right around the corner. Your 25 cent checks will be in the mail as soon as we shut TikTok down. But if you made more than $10,000 last year, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you made more than $5 last year, you did not get your 25 cent check. Yeah. Look, uh, we'll see. I Look, 
full admittance here. I I, I love you TikTok love now. TikTok. It's all because I didn't have internet for like two weeks and I had to use my phone and it was like the only. But now I'm hooked. It's fucking great. I only I have a TikTok account. I don't post anything on it. But it, you need one to like browse the fuck. Everyone's very nice on there, by the way. I only use it on desktop for some. I don't have the app. Oh, you're like phone. Jordan. Everyone makes fun. Yeah, of I signed into TikTok on the desktop, and then I can browse around and look at hashtags or whatever. But uh, it's like it's 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 a crazy site. It's literally it's just designed to just make you just keep on tapping those videos. Oh, yeah. Show me another one. Show me another one. It's show en- me another it's one. Endless fun. Some random is posting our clips on there unauthorized. Two people. Two people. And they get pretty decent views for like being completely disconnected from like us being disconnected from the TikTok ecosystem. Yeah, it's it's wild. I see it pop up. It's, it's weird. Yeah, but I, hey, look, good for them. Whatever. Good, it's... good for TikTok and and good for us. Yeah, good for America. Anyways, in other lawsuit news, uh, the Apple versus Epic suit is still months away, but Epic really seems to have kicked off a larger conversation about Apple's App Store policies, in which they take a thirty percent cut of all app revenue while also banning alternative app marketplaces. Uh, Last month, lobbyists for Epic and other aggrieved companies got a bill submitted in the North Dakota state legislature that would have banned commissions in the App Store and the Google Play Store and would have forced Apple and Google to allow third-party app storefronts. But uh, unsurprisingly, that didn't pass. Uh, A big worry seems to have been that uh, North Dakota, (laughs) they might not have been able to even enforce this kind of law. The, The entire state's budget is only slightly larger than what Apple spends each year on legal costs alone. So, uh... They seem to have been worried that Apple would just say, no, what are you going to do about it? And they would have literally been unable to do well, anything I, about t- it. You call her our bluff. Yeah. We are a state with uh, fewer people in it than most major cities. We, uh, You're right. You're right, Apple. We're you sorry. got us. <laughs> but down in Arizona, a similar effort seems to be having more success. Earlier this week, the Arizona House of Representatives voted 31 to 29 to pass a bill that would require app stores to allow app makers to use their own payment processing software and avoid transaction fees from Apple and Google. The law still needs to be debated and passed in the Arizona Senate. Uh, Then it has to be approved by Arizona's governor. But Apple and Google are still probably at least sweating a little bit uh, and also probably frantically calling up their own lobbyists. Hey, do you know anyone in Arizona? Yes, her name's Megan McCain. All right. Uh, She's the princess. Does she is she convincing? Is she able to persuade people? No, not really. She really tried to get people to throw Fauci under the bus, and they seemed undeterred. <laughs> yes, weird. Republicans hate her. Democrats hate her. Her own coworkers hate her. I don't think anyone likes this lady. Even her husband talked a bunch of shit on her before they got together. Yeah, he negged her into <laughs> a relationship. All right, who else you got? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the main fight between Apple and Epic Games. Uh, that's coming up still, and Apple has succeeded in dragging Valve into things, despite Valve wanting no part in any of this. Leave us out of this. Please stop. Uh, so Valve is a private company, and therefore they keep specific sales and revenue data pretty close to the chest. But Apple asked the court to force Valve to share a ton of its internal data so that everyone involved get a clear picture of the gaming business, uh, especially compared to the Epic Store. Uh, Valve managed to get the court to narrow the scope of the data to yearly sales and pricing data about 436 specific games, but that's still a lot of data for Valve to essentially have to hand over to two of its biggest rivals, Epic and Apple, and uh, Valve, not too happy about this. Did you see anything about the, uh, the, like, Epic? I I didn't even read the email. I was like, well, these show up, great. It was a class action lawsuit against uh, Epic for Fortnite V-Bucks, and they're paying out- in V-Bucks. In V-Bucks. Yeah. So I I got the letter, and I was like, it looks like I'm getting 1,000 V-Bucks. What's I don't that, know when. What's that equivalent to? $100? No. $10? Yeah, something like $10. Wow. 
And oh. it's not even real money. Well, you can get a lot of cool skins with that. I've been waiting on getting the Chun-Li skin. I've tried to log on when it went for sale, and I've just completely spaced. Oh, there's a Chun-Li skin? Uh, yeah. She and got those, those tree trunk legs? She sure does. Yeah. I got gone. killed by a Chun-Li the other night, and, uh, you know, I stayed on the... Uh, the, to watch the game end a little longer than I typically would. Step on me. <laughs> she was, uh, you know, if my, my world was open when I was reading Nintendo Power at about uh, probably 10 years old. Like, yeah. This artist rendition is very accurate. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I missed out on the sale, and I don't know when she's going back into the store, but Damn. I'll have a thousand more V-Bucks to... Yeah. And they better not touch... Is that at Google? Or they they better not do it, what they did to Lola Bunny, to Chun-Li. Yeah, turn her into just a... Flat piece of wood. <laughs> Real Chun Li's have curves. Yeah. Uh, in other news, here's a company we haven't talked about in a very long time: music streaming service Title. What? <laughs> in fact, despite covering Title a ton back when it launched in 2015, we haven't talked about it at all in the two and a half years that we've been making videos for this channel. I mean, we briefly mentioned it during the Daft Punk retirement segment. Yeah. Anyways, the news is that Title has sold a majority of its ownership to Square. The financial services and mobile payments company run by Jack Dorsey, who also simultaneously runs Twitter and has a direct connection to Cash App somehow. Yeah, we don't talk enough about how Jack Dorsey has... A real run, renaissance man. He's the CEO of two companies at the same time, which I... I'm, there's probably other examples of that, but he's the only one I know of. And, and SpaceX uh, and tex- Tesla. Oh, yeah. Elon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem with the economy these days and the way things are run. You need to be the CEO of two companies just to afford a house. Yeah. In this economy? <laughs> In this economy. Both the, the husband, the wife, or whoever. They need two companies. Both each. need to work, and they both need to have companies. You're on two phones at the same time? Wait, wait. Oh, oh I hung up on the wrong person. You're oh, showing geez. up to business meetings, and you got to go into the bathroom and two, change clothes. Two and come briefcases, out. <laughs> and they're both falling open at the same time. Wait, hold on. You look Get just like the CEO for Twitter. I was meeting with the CEO for Square. Oh. Oh, jeez. Got my two desks mixed up. <laughs> Anyways, Jay-Z and his business partners, they bought Title for $56 million. And six years later, they've sold it for $297 million. And Jay-Z still has a minority stake in it and gets to be on the Square Board of Directors, which is a pretty good deal. Not a bad flip at all. Yeah, respect. I mean... Because uh, I think Square is going to be worth a hell of a lot more money than Title. Yeah. I mean, I, I've owned but, shares of Square for a couple of years now. And it is a... I mean... <laughs> Everything is uh, in the toilet right now. We might be Except facing another recession. But uh, up until uh, a few hours ago, uh, Square was one of my portfolios, one of the jewels of my portfolio. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's look, I, I'll admit, Title has found its audience. There are, I'm, I'm assuming a we lot. We never more. had a problem with the idea of Title. It and was the service. way they launched it. Yeah, it was the way they launched it, as yeah. if they were like writing the fucking Declaration of Independence and starting a fucking moon colony. It's like you're starting a streaming service and you have slightly better like terms for artists yeah. than Spotify. And your and your audio quality is way better. Because that's what yeah. their, their niche is, that and if you want high audio And it was really just Kanye. When Kanye was still tight with Jay-Z and not uh, enemies as he is now and Kanye kept making a big deal about how all of his music was only going on title and uh, yeah it was just it was just weird it was it, it was a strange time 2015 2016 oh what I would give to go back to those being our biggest problems take me back then take send me back to 2016 I'm filling my garage with n95 masks and bitcoins and bit oh yeah despite any uh, uh, ecological damage right yeah well, actually, I mean, if you look into how Bitcoins are mined, uh, the early Bitcoins were a lot less bad for the environment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
The reason they're so bad is because of that's how it's... I don't want to Look, the, the, the ethics are sound. You have to time travel in order to... Uh, yeah. If you, if you mined, uh, minted the first couple Bitcoins, like, you're in the clear. That's, yeah. that, that money is... <laughs> Nothing on your conscience. Totally chill. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> before we get to the rest of the news... Time to ep- calm down. This episode is sponsored by Calm. <sighs> Sleep. We all love it. <laughs> don't we? We love sleep, don't we, folks? <laughs> we sure and, do. And most of us probably want more of it. All of it. I want to sleep forever. Not that's the, I keep saying that. Yeah. I mean that I want to sleep longer. And, and look, let's get back into the ad read. But uh, yeah, rather than getting a solid night's rest, we often find ourselves scrolling social media or reading the news when we should be powering down for the night, mm-hmm. which is why we're excited to partner with Calm, the app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, and Laura Dern. Over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. And if you go to calm.com, that is C-A-L-M.com slash tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programs. Get the Calm app and experience a transformation in the way you sleep. For our viewers, Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com tech. That is 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Get started at calm.com tech. That is C-A-L-M dot tech. And good news, this episode's also sponsored by Feels. Everyone and just I, chill out. Yeah, you, but back to back. These are feel good. simmer down. Uh, feel good sponsors. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone. Many of us do, especially these days. Our job isn't what you might call hard work, but sitting at a desk all day looking at the news isn't great for the back and it's not great for the mind. Yeah. And uh, it does make it hard to go to bed at a decent hour. Thankfully, we discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. You just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. Yeah, I uh, I, I use Feels quite a bit throughout this pandemic, but... Uh, <laughs> Especially yeah. in the midst of it. And like I said, uh, last time we talked about them, I've been, uh, my, my positive mental health thing has been riding my bike more yeah. uh, and mountain biking. And just today, got a little, got a little leg sprain, little, uh, not nothing serious. Drip, drip. But drip, drip tonight, and yeah. uh, I'll sail away to sleep, put yeah. put some stuff on, and it'll be all good. Now, the thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important, and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You might need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, no addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has us feeling our best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash newsday, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash newsday to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash newsday. All right, back to the news now. Oh, no, not again. Gritty has been sued. No! No, last Where's time, his GoFundMe? I'll send to it. Last time it was all those, those fake allegations yes. that he had beat up the child. Mm-hmm. What is it this time? Oh, wait, never mind. It's not gritty. It's gritty. <laughs> yeah. G R I D 
DDY. Well, thank goodness it's not the real gritty. It's the other gritty. Mm -hmm. So you remember how Texas had that big storm a few weeks ago and the state's power grid failed and people just had to sit around and try not to freeze to death? No, I don't remember that. Everything happened. There's too much happening. I forgot. Uh, there's so many children's products have been canceled since that happened. How can I even keep track? I, how am I supposed to cannot concentrate on Texas when Mr. Potato Head's dong is flashing in front of my brain cells all day? Anyway, do you also remember how uh, following all this, a lot of people who did manage to get intermittent electricity during this whole bullshit experience uh, then discovered that their electricity provider, Gritty, was charging them astronomical amounts of money. Uh, one guy got charged almost $17,000 for the month of February. To just, like, have the lights on and uh, I, run the fridge. I, look, it's not the 80s anymore, but I have to assume that Gritty, the electrical grid, has a mascot that's shaped like a lightning hey, bolt or something. Hey, it's me, the grid. Don't overuse me or I'll get are you got oh, astronomical charges. I'm at capacity. <laughs> that's going to be a lot more money from you. <laughs> Uh, the reason for this insanity, though, was Texas's extremely deregulated energy industry and the fact that Gritty, with two Ds, we are no longer talking about the mascot, by no, the way. Gritty did nothing wrong. This Gritty's Gritty <laughs> electricity prices are based on supply and demand. So when there's not much electricity to go around because there's a blizzard that took half the grid offline and everyone's trying to use electricity, supply and demand means that electricity is going to be real expensive. All right, yeah, whatever. But a monthly bill of $17,000, it sounds a lot like price gouging, which is often illegal. And that's exactly what a new class action lawsuit in Texas alleges to have happened. So the woman who filed this class action suit, Lisa Curry, says that her monthly bills with Gritty were usually between $200 to $250 a month leading up to February. But between February 1st and February 19th, she was charged over $9,500. Over $9,000? It's over 9000 um, So she is seeking... Those are power levels, too. She's seeking $1 billion for her trouble. <laughs> ah, uh, the Dominion lawsuit yeah. style. So $1 billion for her and anyone else who joins the lawsuit, which is presumably a lot of people. Also, you know, you want to aim high. Negotiation. Yeah. You asked for the billion. Yeah. And thing is, uh, despite how egregious this all is, she might not have that strong of a case because this is Texas we're talking about. Uh, for one thing... Gritty's prices aren't really even set by Gritty. They're set by ERCOT, the private company who is in charge of Texas's electrical grid. And also, Gritty did email customers beforehand to let them know that prices were about to get all crazy and they should probably switch to a new provider ASAP. Though by that point, it was too late. No one else was taking on customers. Why do they but got they did these... give people a heads up. What is up with these fucking fun names in Texas for serious products? Hey, kids. Get in the car. We're going to ERCOT. Oh, we're going down to Disney, Disney World? No. <laughs> no. We're no. going to go down and check out the power company because they, they the, overcharge uh, us. Yeah, the, the private company that runs our state's electricity for a profit. God, we're getting rail raked over the coals by Gritty, the lovable mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. No. No, the electric company that charged us $9,000. Anyways, uh, meanwhile, ERCOT, or ironically, the, electronic, or the Electric Reliability Council of Texas... <laughs> is being accused of keeping prices abnormally high for two days after most of the blackouts ended, resulting in an extra $16 billion in revenue, which is pretty shady. Mm, ERCOT, yeah, it sounds like they're trying to profit off of a bad time for everyone else. Yeah, ERCOT is currently being investigated by the U.S. House of Representatives, and Texans are hopefully strongly considering whether this system they have is something they'd like to keep in place for the next ice storm. But uh, on the upside, at least ERCOT's CEO got the boot this week when ERCOT's nonprofit oversight board uh, voted to fire him. So that's good. Yeah. But Greg Abbott's just going to be like, 
Yeah, I mean, we had electrical problems, but it wasn't our fault. So once it was a hundred year story. It was the illegal immigrants who came over and started messing around with the wires. Yeah, that's true. Dude, it was fucking less than... T- star- Sorry for cussing, YouTube. It was fucking less than 24 hours before this motherfucker stopped the mask mandate and then said that Joe Biden was letting illegal immigrants with COVID yeah. free into the state of Texas... Placing blame for any COVID spread. All right, Texas, we defeated the virus. The virus, there's no more virus. Do whatever you want. And also, if anyone gets sick, um, the immigrants. It's Joe Biden's fault because he is just he's just letting, them letting uh, these these this, these plague infected immigrants over the borders. They're, that you must have gotten it from one of them. Not even 24 hours. Not even not even enough time he, for like cognitive dissonance. Greg Abbott fucking sucks. I hate him it's so ins- much. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, really? That soon? I know the internet's memory is not great, yeah. but a day? Yeah, he's horrible. They'll probably vote to keep him. <laughs> he's an asshole, but Funny. he's our asshole. Yeah. yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the assholes. Huge. Gaping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goatsy-esque. <laughs> Uh, moving on to COVID news. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it looks like despite herd immunity hopefully being in the forecast for some time in the summer, the big conventions aren't ready to potentially hold super spreader events that prolong this already very long pandemic. Uh, Greg Abbott's going to step and be like, nope, South by Southwest is fucking it's happening. happening. It's fucking happening. You will be there. Austin You'll City be Limits, there. move it from the September to, to now. We got, we're doing it right now. R- Ricky and Elliot, you got to show up for RTX. Oh, no. We're counting on you. It's me, Greg Abbott. I'm forcing Rooster Teeth to do a convention, and both of you are showing up, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss you on the mouth. Freedom! <laughs> oh God, San Diego Comic Con, E3, and Anime Expo aren't happening in 2021, at least not in person. With Comic Con and Anime Expo, uh, both cons issued press releases basically saying July is too soon to be confident enough to commit to anything. And E3, there hasn't even been a formal announcement, but documents filed by the LA Convention Center indicate that E3's uh, or E3 2021's live event is canceled in favor of a broadcast show. Same as 2021 or 2020. And good. Yeah. Nobody needs to be at E3. Yeah. E3 especially should not be a convention. Hentai festival or whatever, anime festival, sure. It's fun to be there in person. Yeah. But uh, E3, it's, look, it's a bunch of fucking billboards. Yeah. But hey, if you stand in line for four hours, you might get to Play 15 minutes of Madden 2022. On a controller that hundreds of other people have touched. Yeah, I'm starting to get why they wouldn't. Like, uh, all these conventions. If you, for some reason, fantasize about ever going to E3, I'm here to let you know that PAX is heads and and shoulders above in so many ways. E3 is a trade show. PAX PAX is is a lot of fun. (laughs) It's great. I've I've enjoyed PAX quite a bit. And I look, maybe by September they might have one, and I I doubt it, but it's possible that Seattle might throw one this year. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to smell that smell one more time. Uh, The smell of a thousand farts? (laughs) I just want to walk through that Hyatt lobby one more time. I I just want to... The thing I miss most about... These big nerd conventions is uh, going to the bathroom and hearing like 20 dudes having explosive diarrhea at the same time. Because they're all eating processed cheese, <laughs> like chili cheese fries from a convention center it's kiosk. It's hilarious. Like you, you know, public bathrooms, you hear like a loud shit like occasionally. At these conventions, every time you go in the bathroom, someone is currently yeah. having just a... Uh, like they're currently just tearing themselves up. 
And the best part is like it's just like bags upon bags hanging surrounding the stall. And it's a, it's broken. a whole this fucking one's thing. Broken. Yeah. This one's broken. Please leave me alone. I got to get my cargo kilt back on. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, one last bit of news. The genealogy website MyHeritage recently added a new feature called Deep Nostalgia where you can feed it old photos of your ancestors or whatever, dead family members, and it uses AI to animate subtle head movements and blinking and whatnot. It's very basic, but it's pretty cool seeing old photos of people like Abe Lincoln and Amelia Earhart moving around. And the feature seems to be a real hit with people who haven't seen their dead relatives in decades. But, of course, some people are just signing up for my heritage accounts so they can feed this AI pictures of uh, memes and other stuff or just like anything that has a face on it. And the results are amazing. Yeah, in addition to memes, though, the best unintended use of this tool is making pictures of statues move around like they're alive. It's horrifying, but in a very funny way. Especially statues like that shitty Ronaldo bust from a few years back. It's alive. Basically, anything vaguely resembling a real human head comes to life thanks to my heritage, no matter how much you'd like it not to. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're happy because you have to sign up to use the tool. and they're, They can be like, hey, look at all these monthly signups. They're like, okay, did they do anything? They, they made animated GIFs. So. Then how much server capacity did that use? Uh, a lot. A what's, lot. What's the bill? Um, listen. We got the graph. We can go down to the bank now and they'll loan us. But money. we acquired so many customers. That's yeah. the thing. New signups. Signups are through the roof. Yeah. We're going to partner with Uber. Yeah. Anyways, if you, uh, if you use the MyHeritage tool to make something fun, send it to us. I get a real kick out of it. <laughs> uh, that's it for yeah. this week's episode. We'll be back tomorrow with talk about Lola Bunny <laughs> and uh, how she's not hot anymore. Go! I can't. You know, I, th- I think sp- I speak for every father everywhere when I, I say that uh, there's no point in watching kids. Content. Why would I take my kids to this movie? Why would I take this kid, my kids to this movie? I'm not going to get rock hard in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Can't even jack off to cartoons anymore. The damn libs. First they took Potato Head's cock. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched our two most recent episodes, they're right over there. Yeah. You know what to do. Yeah, it's fungible. I get it. Fungible. I literally said it said fungible. In, in my head, as I was saying it, I was like, that's wrong. But now you got to commit to it. I mean, it's probably like GIF or JIF. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not really. I'm starting a revolution. Yeah. It's fungible. Fungible. No, Whatever. it's non-fungible. It's fungible. Mm-mm. Bye. Bye.